Hello and welcome to another episode of Vibe Club. I am so glad that you've joined us for this week's episode. It's so much fun. Me and Luke planned in advance that we were going to get together and discuss our top five video game original soundtracks, but specifically ones that gave us that nostalgic feeling and that we're connected to good memories. So I'm sure in today's episode, you're going to be hit with a wave of nostalgia either by games that we talk about or by perhaps songs that you might hear and it wasn't easy it was so difficult to make this top five and we kept our list separate from each other and we didn't want to spoil anything so the reactions you're getting in this episode are completely live where we played what we were going to play to each other without the other person knowing so sit back enjoy this episode as you listen to retrospect a nostalgic look back on our top five video game original soundtracks being as you're in my home it's only polite that i offer you a beverage so what would you like we've got some uh, honeycomb vodka it's weird stuff yes yeah I'll have that. okay <laughs> i was gonna go through the list but uh, that's okay <laughs> It's kind of weird because this is obviously your podcast and you're hosting me, but then you're in my home, so I'm hosting you at the same time. So, yeah, we got this. Uh, it's nice. Here well, you go, it's mate. very memorable because uh, this is the exact beverage that we got from the food show together. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go for some um, Fireball, which, if no one's ever had that, is a uh, cinnamon flavored whiskey liqueur. It is foul. It is. <laughs> but I love it. Do you know what? Interesting that we're both talking about video games this week. Oh, yes. But we're drinking drinks that are a little bit kind of sweeter as well. So it's kind of it's true. a little bit like childlike. In the <laughs> Reliving our childhood as adults. <laughs> so, so um, okay. So Luke, I was really, genuinely, I was really surprised when you mentioned that you wanted to do a podcast episode, but I was ecstatic that you said you was going to do it. Well, for, for those that might not know, me and Jake have been friends for a very long time now. Uh, how long has it been? About 19 years. <laughs> actually, oh yeah, actually, yeah, that's right. I thought you were exaggerating. No, it's probably that long. And we know a lot about each other. We tell each other a lot, don't we? Yeah. And then at one point we we're on holiday together and he runs off to say he's going to be doing a podcast with someone. And I went, Jake, you have a podcast. How have you not told me that before? And I thought, that's really weird. But then at the same time, I was like, that sounds really cool, actually. And then actually what it was about music, I was like, oh, if I was ever to do that, what would my theme be? And it took me about three seconds to come up with the idea. It'd have to be video game theme music because that I just yeah it really sits home with me just because when we listen to music it's so full of nostalgia isn't it and I think video games fits into that nostalgic field so easily mm. especially if we've been brought up on video games obviously if we haven't maybe not but for me that was just it and then I thought I'll text you, see if you wanted to do one with me first, and then if I was allowed to use this topic, and you said yes, and here we are. You know, it weirded me out so much, because, like, I didn't ask you, 
and, and, and the, <laughs> this is, it sounds so weird. The reason I'm going to clarify it is, I think I said this to you already, but I'm, I'll say it for the audience, that I didn't think to ask if you want to do a podcast episode. Because we've known each other 19 years, I thought, I know Luke pretty well. He isn't going to want to do a podcast <laughs> episode. I'm just not going to ask him because I just know he's not going to want to do it. <laughs> so when you messaged me that you wanted to do an episode, I was genuinely taken aback. I was like, what? Like, we've known each other this long and it's still you surprised still me. Still me, yeah. That's how to make the marriage last, people. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing is, I think I... I come up with like ideas of episodes all the time, but I want to do them with the right person. That is Tim interrupting this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Interestingly, I, I've you know I love the idea of doing video game songs, but I don't think I'd want to do it with anyone else because most of our video game history has also been kind of intertwined with each it other. It has, yes, and I'm expecting some games to pop up that have been intertwined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've both decided like that we're gonna go through our top five, and it's not necessarily like a. Well, at least for me, the, my top five isn't. These are the five best songs from video games ever, but my definition for what made the cut was songs that have a connection to me, like songs that make me feel mm. some sort of memory or nostalgia. Yeah, that's what I want. To make the list, that was yeah. the criteria. Yeah, that was important to me too. Um, there's a couple that are on my list that I just had to put on for pure musical genius. Mm -hmm. I think I'm not super strongly connected to them. Uh, I am a bit because I've played the games and enjoyed them. But I remember as I was playing the game, thinking, "Wow, this is such a good song! Like whoever wrote this is a genius, and it should." You know, if your standard artist had made the song and sold it, it would have made millions. But because it just happened to go on this game, it's perhaps not going to go far beyond that game, unfortunately. Because some of them deserve so much more credit than they get, I think. Um, but yeah, there's a bit of both in mine. It was difficult to put it to five, especially for you, I think, mm. speaking to you beforehand. Um, but uh, we also didn't want to make the podcast go on for... 10 hours <laughs> this is true and I've got to say the thing that made this infuriating was that you strictly set upon me the limit that it had to be an original song mm. for the video game because when I think about like I mean come on anyone that's played like Tony Hawk's or Need for Speed yes. stuff but they use loads of no like normal modern music yeah which a lot of the music I like today is based on video games that I've played yeah but I wasn't allowed to use them. Yeah. <laughs> so that was super annoying. Because I thought exactly the same thing, but I thought, uh, it's not really going to be too much of a different podcast, I guess, if we just use songs that could be on anything. Uh, not that that matters, but I thought if we kept it strictly video game music, it would be a bit more unique. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you're right, Tony Hawk came into my mind as well because they had some of the best soundtracks ever. But they're all legit songs, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to with this, though, I mean, I feel like I should place a bet. Maybe I'm going to... I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to write a note here now, and you should do the same. Mm. How many crossovers we're going to have. Oh, okay. Because my prediction is that we're only going to have one crossover out of five. 
Okay, and is that the game or the actual song? Game, because okay. it's, it's not fair to say the song. I was going to say, yeah. I think we're going to have only one game crossover, which is crazy considering how many games we played together. I mean, we're not going to tell what the name of the channel was. We even had a gaming YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So, so the fact I'm predicting one crossover okay. is... I'm actually going to predict zero. Really? Yeah, I know, but... Uh, because I think the one I have got a game on here that we have played together, but I don't think it's one that would have made your list. And I know, although we've played many of the same games, we've also played many different games. Mm-hmm. And I think the different games are the one that <laughs> mean the most to you. <laughs> Which is <laughs> really weird. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't. Also, I don't because that is part of it. Is sometimes it is the single player games that you get most attached to. Yeah. And they also ironically have the best music. Uh, that's because... so weird because I'm looking at those single player games <laughs> yeah, so, well, that is freaking mad I've only just thought about that and yeah I think my number one is a single player game and it's because I just got attached to it playing by myself Yeah. so I can get more invested in the music whereas perhaps a multiplayer game uh, maybe not retro games but modern game games you're playing with your headset on you're yeah. talking to your mates or you're in the same room so you're not really paying attention to the music yeah, it's interesting. That is actually really true, you know, because like we were playing Splatoon earlier, and it yeah. is only a multiplayer game. True. Yeah. Which it seems like games are changing a little bit with that mm-hmm. now. It's like yeah, it's it's just weird the concept where there are games now that exist which are only multiplayer. Yeah. For that reason, I'm also not really expecting any modern games to show up. No. Uh, I'm pro- perhaps gonna give like 2016 as the latest one. I'm guessing. Wow. I don't know. Um, I can't make a prediction on that because I know my list. Okay, yeah. Regarding your list, I don't know then. My, I, mine isn't 2016, but I'm going to set that for the limit. I know what my earliest game is, and it's, it's not that near. No, it's close. I've got the date of the earliest game on here, but I worked out that I don't think we owned it at the time of its release. Mm, okay. We owned it just a few years after. Right. But it's still pretty early. <laughs> so, so without further ado then, if you're ready, I think we can make a start with number five. Fantastic, yeah. So, um, okay, so Luke, for number five, it's up to you whether you want to reveal it by... Do you want to reveal it just by playing it, firstly? Or do you want to say what it is? Ooh, I think I'll do a build-up to it, if that's all right. Okay, I think I'll, I'll talk I'm going to look away bit. from the screen as well, so I... Purely here. Okay. search it. <laughs> well, I'll do a little preamble as well. Um, okay, so my number five. We're going way back for this one. This is one that is uh, one of my first gaming experiences, I think. I can't say if it is my first, because I actually can't remember what my first video game experience was. But I know this was one of the first. Um, and I found the release date of this game. It actually came out before I was born. <laughs> it's 1991. Wow. Um, but I obviously <laughs> didn't know that. I just thought it was brand new when I played it. Um, and it's going back to the Sega Mega Drive. So that's how old we're talking. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sonic has some iconic music. Yes. And I know what you're all probably thinking. You're thinking level 1, Green Hill Zone, you know, typical... Green Hill Zone came into my head. Yeah, but it's actually not that song that I've selected. It's actually from the third level, which is Spring Yard Zone. Okay. Um, and the reason I've picked this one is because 
one, it still takes me back to being that young, watching my sisters. I didn't really play it because I didn't know what was going on, but I would watch my sisters play this game and just be mesmerised by the flashing lights and colours. And then hearing this music, obviously I was listening to it at the time, but I didn't acknowledge that I was listening to it. It didn't really resonate with me until years and years later, and I was watching this YouTube channel of a guy, he's a pianist, and he's known for his son or something. I don't know who it is, but he just prints off sheet music and just puts it in front of him, and he will play it. He just puts it, gives it in front of his dad. I've seen that channel. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets him to play video game music. Yeah, and exactly. And this was one of the songs, Spring Yard Zone from Sonic 1. And him playing on the piano the way he did, it's like a ragtime old piano honky-tonk style, really out of tune. But the way he did it I just made me realise how awesome this music is. Mm. And maybe if I heard him play Green Hill Zone, I would have picked that one. But I don't know, Spring Yard Zone just had a bit more of a uh, funky twang to it. And I also I preferred the level. I thought it was cooler. You know, it's set at night time, isn't it? And you I don't think I ever got that far. Oh, okay. It's only level three, man. I was really bad at something. Okay, yeah, it is a hard game. But it just looks cooler as well. It's not just like green grass and blue sky. You know, it's at night time and there's stars. And yeah, it's just a really cool piece of music. And then Sonic when I heard the Hedgehog, it... Sonic the Hedgehog, I've got to say, Sonic the Hedgehog stressed yeah. me out, man. Yeah, it was. Because I loved it just getting really, 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 really fast. And then there were some spikes. I was like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah just the way he played it on piano uh, you can see also if you're like dubious about whether this guy's actually seen the music for the first time you can tell because in the first 30 seconds he's making mistakes you can see he's like working I was like whoa that's kind of weird how's this working and then a minute into it he's got the tune he's playing it and then not just that he's throwing in his own little swing bits you know he's improvising but all to the same scale that the song is already in and it made me realise how awesome this piece of music is. And so that's why I really love it. And I've grown to love it even more since... I mean, I haven't played this game for probably 15 years or so, but I'm still appreciating the music to this day. And that's pretty cool, I, I think. I can't wait to hear this. So are we going to hear the version of him playing it? Or the original? The original is what I've queued up. Okay. Uh, because I don't... Listen to that. Yeah. Um, so people can do their own research to cause... Yeah, I think his name is Tom Breyer. Yes, is yes, that, yeah. And the reason I won't play it on this is because it's, the guy that films it is using like a very rubbish video camera, wow. so the sound quality wouldn't be good enough if I played it through. Mm. Um, so I'll play the original, but yeah, if you want to go ahead and check out Tom Breyer, uh, he does a lot of video games, doesn't he? But um, Spring Yard Zone is one of my personal favourites, and here it is. <laughs> It's like collective rings. And that's pretty much it. But that's a funky tune. It's very funky and I love the chorus bit. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. Don't you? No. <laughs> no. But if you 
you just play it and it sounds like a Sonic tune. Yeah, it does. It's very Sonic. Uh, it just gives me happy feelings. I don't really know why, but part of the nostalgia, I guess. I always thought how funny it would be to be a video game music composer. Oh yeah, I'd love that job. <laughs> like whenever I'm playing on piano, you can come up with little licks <laughs> like that and stuff. But it, like, oh, this sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the way they did it back then with the weird keyboard tones, and that's that's all they had to make music of. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we probably didn't appreciate the songs too much back then. But as they've been replayed in uh, modern instruments. Like, oh, that's actually a really good melody. Mm. You couldn't really tell when it was done like that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I quite liked that tune back in the day. Love it. So that's your number five. That is my number five, yeah. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, the first game, and it's Spring Yard Zone. Mega Drive version. Well, right, so for my number five, mm-hmm. what I, I didn't go to 1991. <laughs> <laughs> this game actually was released in 2000. Ah, okay. But I'm pretty sure we didn't have it in 2000. Right. I think we must have had it like maybe 2001, 2002. Okay. Sounds like a big deal. But you got to think about our age because we're the same age. I don't remember playing this when I was six. So okay. <laughs> I think I was about, maybe actually about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually play this game. <laughs> but uh, my eldest sister did because ah. it's a point and click puzzle adventure. Oh, ah, well. Um, called Escape from Monkey Island. Oh, yes. Which I loved. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever played that game. I remember coming to your house and watching your sister play it. With the, exactly, see? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like, so Abby always used to love these, like, puzzle games. Mm. So I remember playing, no, not playing, I say playing, but I was watching her play Mist as well, okay, which yeah. has awesome music. I just remember this game... And it's weird, isn't it? Like, nowadays, you feel like you have to play along to play the game. But back then, I was just... Even just watching was entertaining, because mm. we'd never seen video games before. Yeah, yeah. So, Abby would play this point-and-click game, which is actually really insanely hard. Yeah, it's like puzzle-solving, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's like really funny as well, because it's <laughs> super sarcastic all the way through. I love that. And I love how random it is. So, as I got older... I ended up playing this game myself yeah. as well and finishing it multiple times because I just wanted to play it again. Yeah. Probably wouldn't play it now with some of the themes that are in it because it's all to do with pirates and there's a lot of like pirate magic and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. However, it was just such good memories. So the, the the song that I've picked is actually not the main theme of the song of the game. Okay, yeah. But it's the theme of the second island you go to in the game. Nice. Because I don't know if you remember the game but for anyone that doesn't, you're essentially playing this really geeky upper middle class guy that wants to be a pirate so much but he's married to the governor and it's just he keeps getting into all these piratey situations and he's just the lamest guy to deal with it but it's really funny but the second island so essentially level two the game is so insanely hard it's really hard Mm. right puzzles to the point that i remember like (laughs) like how random on this island one of the things you have to do is get a prosthetic wooden pirate hand, go into a shop where a guy's got a termite circus, <laughs> trick the termites to jumping on your hand, to then put those termites on a cane of an evil guy, <laughs> so they eat his cane and he drops sawdust, so you follow him on the island. <laughs> like, who comes up with this? <laughs> but anyway, this, this island was just, I think, the hardest island. Because I remember my sister being stuck on it, 
when I played it a bunch of times, I was stuck on it. So the whole time you're playing this game, you're stuck listening to this song on loop. Now, the reason I picked this song is because there's been times, even to this day, that this melody that we're about to listen to is still stuck in my head. Mm. And I think it's from literally staring at a screen for hours and trying to figure <laughs> out puzzles with this loop going on. Yeah. But I must say, I think this game is one of the best games for creating ambience, which we know about from board gaming. Yeah, yeah. Because none of the songs are really songs, but they've always got ambient sounds. Yeah, yeah, so you're right there. this is called Luca Island, and it's just the theme for Luca Island. This, this is the melody. It's, it's tiny melody, <laughs> but it just loops. Ah. But I love how it's got like this piratey feel. Mm. But this is meant to be like a, a business island where they're ah. kind of being reformed from being pirates. <laughs> and so it's called Lucre for lucrative islands. <laughs> okay. So so it has like this little like money jingle. Yeah. And that's all it does, it just keeps looping this melody. I think that's great. For to loop a melody as well and for you to like never get tired of it says a lot about how good it's made. Well, we're in 2023. For a melody to be stuck in my head for about 20 years <laughs> is a sign of something. Yeah, a sign. <laughs> Would it amaze you to think I was actually talking about this game like two days ago? That's freaky. <laughs> Despite having never played it. This That's so weird, man. Because I was looking at games to get on the Switch with my wife and I, was, I said to her, I really want to get a puzzle game. And uh, I was thinking, what good puzzle games were there? I remember years ago going to Jake's house and watching his sister play this game that was like monkey something. Oh. I can't remember. What, but I remember it was a puzzle-based game and that looked really cool. It, I literally yeah. said that this week. <laughs> it is really good. Yeah. I mean, I had so much fun playing it. I, I do want to play this game, actually. I don't know if it's like remastered or if there's a... Okay, so that's my number five. Love it. So, Luke, your number four is... Right, my number four, you know, I did deliberate on this one because uh, it, I didn't really feel right putting it on my list for a weird reason. Mainly because it's not a proper game and I don't have any nostalgic feelings towards it whatsoever. In fact, it was a terrible game <laughs> and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone because it's rubbish. It's just a, an iPad app or an iPhone app that I used to play a fair amount. For one reason was the theme music. <laughs> it's just absolutely awesome. And I I loved the theme music that much that I managed to find it uh, as a sample on YouTube and just listen to it on the way to work without even playing the game. Oh, I just used life. to listen to the song. <laughs> I know, it's so sad, but it's a, just a an absolute tune. Well, it says something about the people that have written it as well, because they've written it to be catchy. Yeah. And it's evidently worked. And boy, is it catchy. Um, <laughs> This song should remind, if there's any um, fans of Stranger Things listening, it should remind them of a tune that shows up in that series. I think it's season two. Um, it just sounds very similar. And when I, I did do a bit of research before uh, making this list, I found the game on Wikipedia and looked at the songs. And that song is actually mentioned. Um, it's by an artist called Limal. 
from the 80s, a song called Never Ending Story. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and it's an episode with, uh, what's his name, the character that everyone loves, the guy that's got no teeth. You all know Dustin. Dustin, that's it. He sings this with his girlfriend over the... To yeah, that kind of he does. Yeah, the yeah. girlfriend that no one believes. Exactly. Yes. And if you listen, when you listen to this, you can see the similarities. They do sound very similar. I think they've kind of stolen it a little bit, but they've just made it techno uh, for their game. I don't think it would con- come under plagiarism because it is different enough, but you can see they've got some inspiration from it. But um, just yeah, <laughs> just when I played this game, the game is rubbish. It's basically like a jetpack joyride style game. You kind of float in. You're this. Have I mentioned the game yet? Uh, I don't think I have. It, the game was called Robot Unicorn Two. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Robot Unicorn Attack I've Two. I've never even heard of this. It's terrible. Uh, you're a robot unicorn floating through a rainbow sky, just collecting. I can't even remember. It was just awful. Uh, and then weird things appear in the background. Um, but as I said, I only played it for the music. Until in the end, I stopped playing the game and just found the song on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just fell in love with it, and I even showed a good friend of mine because I thought he's also into his video game music. I said to him, "You're gonna love this song." Sure enough, played it to him. And went, "That's a banger. I'm adding it to my playlist." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, now, now I've got to hear it. Man. Yeah. So okay. I can't recommend the game, but just the song had to go onto my list for that reason. In fact, when I thought about my list, it was one of the first songs that came into my head. So that's one reason why it came on the list. So this is the theme music too. Robot Unicorn Attack 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just awesome. It's a big tune. I love it. Very 80s vibe. Oh, very 80s. See the similarities, yeah. can't you? Yeah, it's got that. I wouldn't say it's plagiarism at all. No, it doesn't. But I do think it's got the same chord progression. Yeah, an 80s vibe, general keyboard. Obviously, there's no lyrics, so. I was amazed that on this list, that something so modern is coming to. Oh this. yeah, actually, I couldn't find the year of this release, but I think it's around 2009, if okay. I was guessing. Uh, but that's how unknown this game is. <laughs> well, it looks kind of like the unexpected game as well. Yeah, if you haven't seen the cover of this game, it is uh, very colourful. <laughs> I should expect with a, a unicorn game. <laughs> I just, just yeah. love how extra it's trying to be, and it is. It is very extra. But it's perfect. Yeah. Want it any other way. <laughs> so, uh, embarrassingly, that was my number four. <laughs> that was a great number four. Well, my number four is very different. Okay. And this is what the number four that I said I, I just couldn't decide which song from this OST. Okay. So I want to take you back to 
1990, I'm guessing, actually. The game was released in 1995, but I think I think it's going to be about 99 when I play this. Okay. Wow, so it's going back. I want you to imagine my dad and my two sisters and me, and there's this square box on the floor, and if you press this button, it flips open and you've got a CD in. It was a PlayStation 1. Ah, and nice. that, it was my first ever exposure to a video game. Ah. So this was the very first, earliest memory I have of video games. Oh, wow. At all. Brilliant. And again, it was that thing. It's a one-player game, but we just like watch it and was just enthralled watching it and take it in turns. And I am telling you 100%, I, I could heartily say I think this is the hardest video game in all history. Oh, wow. Because I've never finished this game. Mm. And I recently, like last year, watched speedruns of this game. Yeah. And I was just like, I was I was disgusted, but also amazed <laughs> at how someone could speedrun something that I have spent years of my life trying to even beat. Mm. Let it one. <laughs> <laughs> but what made this game so hard, I'm not telling you the name yet, what okay. made this game so incredibly hard is it had like a running continuation of your lives. So it wasn't like you start a level and you get new lives. But if you lost a life, that would stick with you. Mm. And if you you could get lives back, but it was really hard to. And you only had so many like, if you run out of lives and you get a redo, like continue. Mm. And then when they're out, you have to start the whole game again. And if you accidentally save it when you're low on lives, you've just scuppered yourself. Mm. Now, let's just clarify, this game is insanely hard. You lose lives left, right, and center, yeah. and it's really hard to get them, and yeah. you can accidentally save over the fact that you haven't got any lives. So uh. I'm like, I'd never finished this game. <laughs> <laughs> but the game was Rayman. Ah, uh, okay. The very first Rayman. Right, yeah. I don't know if you ever played it. I'm not sure if I did play the first one. I'm not sure. But this is the very first video game that I ever remember playing or being exposed to nice. and it's just that memory of this grey box that was like mind blowing mm. you know and this disc goes in and then Rayman comes on the screen yeah, yeah. Um, and actually what's blown my mind a lot is what we're going to listen to is just the world map theme because because I was constantly having to restart this game I was often at the world map between picking levels again because I'd lost again. Ah. So I'd listen to this song like 90% of the time. Although this, this honestly, this soundtrack, I'm amazed at the sound theme because there's so many good songs on it. But um, what's really cool is to think that this was the first thing that I was exposed to. And yet it actually has like hip hop and jazz influences in how it's written. And I still to this day kind of love like lo-fi, hip-hop, jazz, funk, all these sorts of things. And this was like the first video game music that I was exposed to. So that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but here it is. This is World Map. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it's called. World Map. Rayman from 1995. What a title. But I think I probably played it in about 1999. Yeah. So here you go. This is it. This is scratching. Love it. that bass that is brilliant so 
whenever you're between levels, like, this is comes on. That's a, a pretty good tune for, like, in between levels, isn't it? <laughs> right. Like, the whole game has music this good. And I'm like, wait, they put so much work into that. Yeah. Them. I'll come to that in a, in a bit. That work. But, yeah. So, if anyone is listening to this podcast and just heard this come on, if you played this game, I'm probably hitting you with a wave of nostalgia right now. Because when I heard that, when I was researching, I was like, oh man, I've forgotten this sound. You know what? I'm actually looking at the cover art as that was playing, thinking, I wish I played that game ever, just so I could have that nostalgic feeling. (laughs) Because I'm not having it and I'm feeling like I'm missing out. It looks really like 90s as well. It does, yeah. But um, good 90s. (laughs) Yeah. I was so stuck. The reason I was going to say is I was so stuck between playing that and something called The Magician, Mm. which every couple levels, there was like, you could find this hidden guy on the level who was a magician, and you have to pay, like, some of the things that you've collected to be able to play his his secret level, which is a time trial, to get a life. And because of how lives are so hard, but his time trials are insanely hard. Yeah. And the music gets faster, <laughs> and it's really funky ragtime, but it gets faster and it's more stressful. Oh, so man. that music is just like yeah. <laughs> it's but, it's making me want to go and watch those speed runs, even though I've never played the game. I'm just the intrigued. Fact they beat it in like three hours. Oh, it's like, that's insane. I probably won't be able to appreciate it. <laughs> it's just such a hard game. Uh, so that's my number four. What's your number three? Brilliant. So my number three. Is probably the game I put the most time into out of the top five on this list. Boy, I've played this game a lot. <laughs> and there's been many, many sequels afterwards that I've also played and put many time into. But it's from a game that actually you introduced me to. I Jen. think we're going to have a crossover. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, this game is Monster Hunter. And more specifically, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Dude, so, check out my number three. Oh, <laughs> wow. Monster <laughs> Crossover. But is it the same song? Ooh. So. I can't yeah. believe we've got the same game as number three. Yeah, because this did have a good soundtrack, actually, and there's quite a lot in there, especially when I was looking through on Spotify. There was a lot of songs in this game. I didn't realise how many. But the one I chose was the um, home menu music for... It wasn't actually a menu, it was your home village Mm-hmm. So for anyone who hasn't played a Monster Hunter game, the idea is you are a Monster Hunter, you go out killing monsters, collecting their scales, scales their like tail, their arm, you know, make it into armour and weapons, and the game just made you want to play it more, because it was a very progressive game, like you could get better armour the more things, you, you, there was things that you could pick off, harvest off a monster that might be super, super rare, like there's only a 1% chance you'd get it. After a half an hour battle, you might get it, you might not, so then you've got to do it again. But you didn't mind doing it again because the game just had that... Oh, it was just so fun. Mm-hmm. And that's why I put so much time into this game because just, it just gave you never-ending fun, basically. But a lot of the time was spent in the home village, which was called Pocky Village. Mm-hmm. You'd spend loads of time in there because you'd be sorting out your gear, your armour, making new weapons, you'd be farming. You had to like collect stones bugs all this stuff and it would take ages and you didn't really mind it because it was quite fun and the main reason why you didn't mind it was because the music was just so therapeutic 
I mean, this piece of music was beautiful. And the fact how it's just one song, it's probably two minutes long and it just loops. And yet I never got tired of it says how well I think this piece of music was written because even to this day I still I'll play it when I'm just feeling a bit like I want some peace and I want to listen to something and sit back and I just it takes me back to that moment which is so different to what the levels are like yeah because when you're in the game it's just chaos (laughs) I'm gonna refrain from talking too much about this game because now we know we've got a crossover on number three, <laughs> but I haven't picked that song. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna hold back because I've got some comments, but they're linked more to the song that I've picked. Okay, fair enough. So, oh, brilliant! Oh, I'm glad we picked different songs at least and yeah. get a bit of variation. Yeah. Yeah. Did we say that we're keeping that list secret from each other? We didn't, but we are. <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't know that, we didn't want to know what the other person had on that list, so that's why we're just finding out. But uh, yeah, I went for the Pocky Village theme just because it's so relaxing, so beautiful, and uh, I just love listening to it, even to this day, despite hearing it probably 10,000 times on loop. <laughs> that wouldn't be much of an exaggeration either. No. no. <laughs> yeah, so this is Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, <laughs> Pocky Village theme. so therapeutic mm. um, I would just sit in the home lobby for hours just with that playing mm. I would never feel the urge to turn my volume off because it was annoying me it just worked and I loved it that is that is really interesting I, I'm wondering you know no I'm, oh, I'm finding where's the point where I can cross over my comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's interesting because that seems like a little bit of a single player mindset there because mm, you love the sound of it mm. like because it was great and therapy for you when you were playing yeah um, whereas the tune I've picked if I can blend into it okay, yeah <laughs> bit, go for it is also from Monster Hunter Freedom Unite <laughs> no way <laughs> um, because it, it and this list had to be like 
things that were important to me. So it just had to be, you know, mm. things that made me feel. Yeah. The thing that I loved about this game was I've never seen a game that so quickly appealed to lads. Because I remember I introduced it to you and you loved it. Then you introduced it to like Alex yeah. and he got it. Yeah. Like to the point where people would like buy a console to play yeah. the game. My brother bought his own PSP yeah. just for this game. Yeah. Rob yeah. bought a PSP to yeah. play this game yeah. with us. Ben, ben <laughs> did the same. Yeah. Did the same. I was like, it's like, and basically, I just remember your sister, because it's such a long name, and you say, oh, what game are you allowed to play? Monster, Monster, Monster. <laughs> yeah, we just ended up calling it Monster, Monster, Monster. Yeah. But I just, I love the feeling of like, all of us are sitting around, and like, it's crazy that a level could be genuinely about an hour long. Yeah. Like sometimes. especially going for like was it Leo Shan? Leo Shan Lung. Yeah. Or, uh, Shen Geren. Shen Geren, yeah. Oh, and like boy. these these are names of monsters, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but they're legit about an hour long. Mm. And also it's not like you can just run into the level. You have to like prep loads like, get of all your gear set, combine things gear, to make the right then like getting all <sighs> your materials to combine them on the level because yeah. you run out of like all stuff for like healing and ah oh, man. And so it's just prep work. And I've never found, like, also when you're playing with all your lads sitting next to each other on the sofa, you're, like, telling each other in full sentence, yeah, that's there, I've got this here, this is for you, I've got that, that's sorted, I yeah. give that, I'm, I'm standing there, right, I'm over here, you go into there and I'll do this. <laughs> and it's like, but you have to be, because if you just die, like, the level can finish. Yeah. It's like... There's no worse feeling than you've been playing a level for, like, 50 minutes. Ah, oh, yeah. I you think die. was it three deaths and you're done. Yeah. And so, oh. you lose all your items as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, like oh, it's just that feeling of we've just spent hours preparing for this and it's, it's just all lost. wasted. But that's part of the fun. I love the way, and I'm playing the main theme of the song called Proof of a Hero. Okay. But I love it because I feel like this theme epitomizes to me all of that. Like your mate's about to go on this big quest, this great big adventure. And you're all ready for some like epic thing that's gonna go down. Which is gonna be epic. No and it is that. going to be. Yeah. That's <laughs> and, one thing that it never yeah. <laughs> withheld was epicness yeah. this game. And um, I don't actually think I have experienced quite that in a game mm. since. Mm-hmm. Might be right. Of yeah. like you being in a room with all your mates and all of you like you're enjoying playing it, but with like a seriousness as well. Yeah. And I love it. So that's what this this does. Brilliant. So I'll hit play now. I can't wait to hear it. Oh, so yes. It feels like Jurassic Park. Yeah. And you're like, oh, these beautiful forests and hills. And then in a second it gets epic and you realise there's a monster over there. <laughs> 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 Goosebumps. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> we can do it, lads. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know what? I'm 
so glad you picked this because <laughs> for me to mention the Monster Hunters franchise and this not get played would have been a crime. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I wanted to use this, but I just love that Pocky Village theme so much that it picked it for me, but this is just so good. See, you see, there's the interesting difference. For me, I loved Monster Hunter for those moments that I was playing as a big group. Mm. And it's just like, when you think, okay, I'm going to play a little bit, and then you mate's like, yeah, I'll join. And then two of the lads are like, staying over there, like, yeah, we're all in. It's that feeling, we're all in. Yes. And then this music just makes you feel like, yeah. we're all in this, boys, let's yeah. go. You know what, I'd, I had forgotten how much cooperativeness there was to this mm. game, actually. Which is quite a shame, because th- you're right, that was part of the best part, was just talking. Even before you get into the quest, like... What do we need, lads? Have you got any of these? Oh, I'm sure on some honey. Can you give me some honey? Oh, fine, I'll give you ten. All right, then, I'll combine that. And just all this preparation and teamwork before you even get into the level. And then when you're in, it's just like button bashing for a side hour. <laughs> Go nuts. Oh. And it's just like, it's also, it was a game where you can't take liberties with the monsters as well because it was mm. hard. It was difficult. And yeah. it was scary as yeah. well. And there's um, like 50 plus different monsters in this game. Yeah. You have to learn their moves and how they react it was just it was just who you were playing with was yeah. the thing for me yeah and um i loved that i just so that's why i had to play this yeah song. so many fond memories of this game <laughs> so because i had to decide this list based on songs that make me feel mm. when i played that when I, in my preparation i was like yeah this song makes me feel those memories yeah. of playing with all the lads. And you know what? I didn't listen to this in preparation for this list, but just hearing it then, all those feelings came rushing <laughs> back. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm ready. I want to play it right now. Can we stop this podcast and play it Like It's the only game I remember. <laughs> I remember. I don't know how old we must have been. 2008, so... Ooh... Probably like 14? Yeah. 15. Yeah, 14. And I remember staying at your house and... We felt like we was going to get in trouble, but we played this until about 7 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I just, no other game has done that. And to be fair, that's only about like six levels. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's so play this game for hours and hours and you wouldn't even realise that yeah. you're playing. Yeah. In fact, I remember, we've been going on with this game for a long time. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> it is a, just one more thing, because I remember when you tried to introduce me to this game. It was actually the prequel to Unite. It was called Freedom 2. Yeah, yeah. And... You lent it to me saying, I want you to get into this game because it's epic. And I played it for a bit and I was like, sorry, bro, it's just not for me. Like, it's rubbish. It's really hard. I don't get it. It's just weird. And you went, no, 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 trust me. you got to stick with it for a little bit, but then you will really come to appreciate it. I was like, ah, but who's got the time for it? So you actually went out and bought this game for me. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember? You bought me the game. Oh, really? This was when we were like 14, as you said. So we're not working. We don't have pocket, fat, money. Like, pocket money, which is very valuable to you at the time. And you went and bought it for me, brand new. Must have been 30, 40 quid. And to make me play it. So obviously, because you'd forked out for it, I felt obligated to play it then. So I did invest the time. And boy, was I glad. Because as soon as I got past that learning curve... Because when you start this game, it is really difficult, and that's yeah, what ruins so it for most. But when you get past that learning curve, you're like, oh, yeah, I get why this game is so good now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad you got it for me. And I know I didn't remember that at all, but that's very kind of me. Yeah, it was kind of you. <laughs> but this game makes people do crazy things like that. Like, I remember. <laughs> oh, that was a crazy thing. <laughs> Doing but something kind is crazy for Jake. I remember, because I just remember being in Japan, and. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember being in Japan and we'd be in a video game store and you really wanted the latest Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like Monster Hunter 3D or something. So Portable second. And you thought, oh, you can save a bit of money if you buy 3DSs <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and this game in Japanese for you, your brother, and like Alex. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember you being going up to the counter in, in Japan with three portable 3DSs yeah. and three games. Copies of Monster Can Hunter. Can I buy this, please? <laughs> this guy just staring at you like, what the heck? <laughs> and then you got home, and I, get, I remember getting screenshots from. What does this menu mean? <laughs> it's all, it's in all in Japanese. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, I was the only one that stuck with it in the end. Because oh, yeah, actually... it was all in Japanese? Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, it was fun while it lasted. Well, I hope people paid you for the 3DS. They it? did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought three consoles in one go before. <laughs> that was Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, it does make you do crazy things, you're right. Uh, so that was... Great fun talking about number three on the list. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah? How can we top that? Uh, so I'll do my best. Go on, number two for you. But Mark. before I do, do you want another drink? Yeah, could I have a top of a fireball, please? Can. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So you're number two on the list, Luke. Yeah, my, going on to my number two. Um, so this is a game that I don't think you actually played, Jake, <laughs> but I played a lot. Um, I fell in love with it, even though I didn't think I was going to like it that much when I initially bought it. I did fall in love with it. Um, and it was a game on the Nintendo Wii, and it was released in 2007. And it was a, a Mario game. It was actually Super Mario Galaxy. I remember you having that, Yeah. and I never bought it. You never bought it. I think I lent it to you once, and mm. I don't think you really got into it, or I think you gave it back to me pretty quick. Yeah, might have played it. But boy, I've actually been watching a lot of videos about this game this week. Listening to this music has got me reminiscing about it. And uh, oh, it seems like everyone else is doing the same thing because there's a lot of videos coming up about how good of a game it was. And everyone's getting these nostalgic feelings for it. Uh, and so many of the videos that are talking about it mention the music. Because boy, they really went to town on the music for this game. Um, this is like full orchestra style pulling out all the stops and it just added so much to the experience of this game and when you hear it back it's like wow all those feelings come rushing back when I was pretty young playing this but the main thing the, the song I've actually picked um, is called Gusty Garden Galaxy and so this game is the levels were called galaxies so when you finish one galaxy you move on to the next so that's initially a level and one of the levels was called the Gusty Garden Galaxy. And it had its own music, as all the galaxies did. But this one piece of music is just breathtaking. And it makes you think, wow, they made this song, they put all this effort into this one piece of music just for one level. And, you know, it's about halfway through the game or so. Some people that bought this game probably never ended up hearing this piece if they didn't play the game enough. And I just think, oh, it's almost like a waste because this song, when you hear it, it should be, it could be a theme to a whole series or a movie. That's how amazing this piece of music is. And in fact, I think they've just started to realise how good it was because when I was searching up this song, I watched a video on YouTube about it. And in the comments, people are putting that 
the new Super Mario Brothers movie that's just come out. Super Mario, you know, there's just a movie being released. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Apparently, the end credits is this song. Oh, really? And one of the comments was, I cried at the end of the film when this song started playing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's actually like three comments that said that. I couldn't bring myself to go to watch that movie. No, I couldn't either. But this piece of music is quite mo- It's just awesome. I'll play it in a minute. But um, when you hear it, just listen to how much production is in it. Mm. How many different instruments come in, like... You can tell it's a good piece because um, when you look search around Spotify, it actually comes under the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Ooh, I have a comment on that. Oh, okay, yeah, go for it. Which is interesting because ah, this is like a side comment. Okay. Um, it's interesting that orchestras perform these things. Yes. So I realised I don't even know if I ever told you I went to this. Okay. But this was like years ago. I don't even know when it must have been, maybe like 2012 or something, because I was really young. But I actually went to something called Video Games Live, which, mm. after this podcast, if it comes around again, I'll probably see when it's next coming up, so we need to go together. Yeah. But essentially, um, it was a big orchestra evening at like the Royal Albert Hall or whatever, yeah. at playing video game music with oh, an orchestra. Brilliant. Love it. And, um, and apparently it's like this, it's this big thing, they've released CDs, and I've got the CD of it and everything. And um, so I've, I love listening to video game music, mm. and I'm familiar with orchestras playing it. So whilst you were talking about that, I was like, well, even though it wasn't heard, it's probably like a big thing in the orchestra community yeah. to learn this now. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, but I don't know if I've ever told you that I've been to that. No, so. I don't think you did. But um, yeah, I'll have to look up to see if they're still going. But you would love it. So yeah. We'd have to go. Again. That does sound awesome. I'd love that. Video games live. If you're listening to this, please give us free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is from Super Mario Galaxy, the first one uh, on Nintendo Wii, the Gusty Garden Galaxy. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, common 80s tune. Oh. Go west. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard that. Yeah. I've just pictured myself floating through the galaxy. So you'd like grab onto these petals that would blow in the wind, and you'd have to grab onto the next one to catch it to blow. And it just fit with that theme so well. I find that amazing. We're listening to music. You have yeah. to remind yourself someone who's listening to music, but it is able to 
make your imagination yeah. follow. I can picture that screen so easily. It's crazy, isn't it? I just love how that works. And I've like. never played that. Yeah. But from the title right there, and from the way it sounds, I can hear that. Yeah. Which it's, is crazy. You can tell that's good music writing, isn't it? Amazing. Like, right, what is the level? What do we do? Okay, then I'm, I'm going to write the piece of music to fit that mm. rather than the other way around. You can see how so much thought was put into that game and the music writer. That's just one piece. If I almost put Good Egg Galaxy, which is the first level. That is a genius piece of music as well. That is worth putting on this list, but I only picked one from the game. But that's worth a listen. Yeah, it was interesting. When I was doing my prep work for this episode, I came across Super Mario Galaxy because mm. it was featured in so much mm. things talking about good yeah. music. But I didn't have any feelings towards Mario mm -hmm. Galaxy. But I thought of you because yeah. I knew that you loved this game. Yeah. So I'm glad that you met, you brought it up. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad that I played this game <laughs> because just for the music, I can still listen to the music and it takes me back. In fact, I think I this was a long game, a very long, and I completed it twice. Wow. Which shows how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was my yeah. number two. Do you know what's interesting for my number two? Is another game that. You will know of when I say it. However, and you've prob probably played it about as much as I've played Mario Galaxy. Ah. But actually, oh, I can't believe how important this game is has been to my life. Okay. <laughs> so this is the first, and I would say this is the first game that was ever... Okay, technically my parents would say it wasn't mine, but is mine... Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Because you know games for consoles weren't yours, they're everyone's, but yeah. no, this was my game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rayman may have been my earliest experience, but that, and that was in like 99 or whatever. And then the PlayStation 2 came out in yeah. 2000, and I think we probably didn't have that new either, so probably had that in like 2001 or something. Mm. Um, but this game came out in 2000, and I'm pretty sure I had it pretty soon around the release. Yeah. So that's why I don't know when we had a PlayStation 2. But if this game came out in 2000, I had it either in 2000 2001. Which would have meant I would have been about seven or eight. Which seemed pretty accurate. Okay. Um, maybe eight. I'm going to say maybe about eight. Yeah. Now the reason... I'm so hesitant to tell you what the name of this game is yet. The reason this game has been so pivotal... Pivotal? The reason pivotal. this game has been so pivotal in my life, the fact that we went snowboarding in Norway last month probably wouldn't have happened if I hadn't played this game. Oh, wow. That is how impactful this game has been in my life. Oh, okay. So the game is SSX. Right, okay. Which is a snowboarding game. Yes. And I was like eight, and I just, I can't, love isn't a strong enough word to say how much I like this game. <laughs> I just love this game so yeah. much. I adored this game. I had this game. I had the next game. Yeah. I had the third game. I had the fourth game. I got the latest game, which sucked, and they killed SSX. <laughs> so I refused to acknowledge it. And I just like, this, this is an amazing game. Yeah. But I just remember, I played this game so much. I loved snowboarding so much from playing this game that I wanted to learn. And the Snowdome at Tamworth wouldn't offer you lessons until you were 12. Mm. So I begged my dad. So he let, sent me for like one or two ski lessons because I was really young and I was under 12. Yeah. 
And then as soon as I turned 12, I like, I just actually remember this. I like, I I booked, uh, my dad finally booked for me uh, when I turned 12, a snowboarding lesson. You know when you're so excited you can't sleep? Mm. Like I set my alarm and I was, I was so excited to go snowboarding because I loved SSX. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been snowboarding. Just uh, from then on, ever since that lesson, I went like every week until I was about 18 or 19. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. right? That's a lot of snowboarding, and I've just always loved doing it. Yeah. If I get a chance to go, I'll go. Yeah. Even to the point when we went to Norway last month. Yeah. And that's why I say, if it wasn't for SSX, would I have such a love of snowboarding? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. And would I have probably? I don't know if I would have still ended up going snowboarding with you. But I just know if it hadn't have been for SSX, I wouldn't have learnt <laughs> as soon early as I had. Yeah. So the song we're gonna play is just the main theme song from SSX. Which one? The, the first. first SSX. Yeah. And the reason this was so hard is because SSX used loads of songs from other <laughs> yeah. genres. Mm-hmm. For example, SSX it's tricky uses Run DMC it's tricky. Yeah. But they didn't write it for the, that song. No. Yeah. But I got a lot of respect for John Morgan, who was a sound artist for SSX yeah. production, and he wrote loads of the songs in it. I don't know if he was involved in this one we're going to play, but this is the main theme. And what's really interesting about this main theme, oh, go with a lucky phone, is that this main theme actually encompasses so many things that I love now in mm. music. It uses vinyl scratching, hip hop, um, like sampling. Like it had that kind of really, it was really cool, the snowboarding thing. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was like all this like hip hop kind of style of music. And it was like this crazy cool thing. And ever since then, all the music has been just so funky. Yeah. It was, wasn't was really, am I going to play SSX in this top five? It was which SSX song am I going to play in this top five? Because <laughs> there was loads of them. Yeah. Um, that. So that's why I've settled for the main theme from the 2000 game. Um, I played the on tour version on PSP which was awful really that was the worst one mm, oh, it wasn't the worst one but oh, it was okay. the second worst was it, one okay shame I still enjoyed it <laughs> actually yeah um, it was okay I yeah. didn't love it but I would say in order you've got for worse than newest you've yeah. got the most recent SSX for PS3 which was terrible yeah then you had on tour okay then you've got ooh this my sister's gonna hate me for saying this I'd say it's tricky yeah no, no, no. You've got just SSX Tricky. Uh, that was called, it was called, yeah. Yeah. No, you've probably got, yes, you've got the latest on tour. Then you've got the, this one we're about to play, the actual original. Oh, okay. Would be third. Yeah. Then you've got It's Tricky and then three. And SSX I would say three. it's, number three is the best. Okay. Which yeah. my sister disagrees. <laughs> but It's Three is a single player game and it's more set up to the point that you've become a gamer. Okay, yeah. So I loved it because I'd started SSX when I was young. Yeah. So by the time 3 came out, I was a hardcore gamer. Yeah. But this is the main theme, and you'll realise why I love so much the music I love. All the scratching and hip-hop. Love it. It just made me feel really cool. <laughs> and think, if you imagine you're an eight-year-old, look, like the hip-hop... Yeah, it's snowboarding. Cool. It was all just like this really cool thing. <laughs> that is a very retro cover as well. I love it. Seriously, man. It's 
whole time was just like, oh man, I want to do some tricks and I want to do this. <laughs> and in my head, it made me think like, yeah, yeah I'm going to write down a map and I'm going to do like triple backflips. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if you go back snowboard and you put this in your headphones, oh, yeah. you're going to snowboard better. <laughs> Did they use this music throughout each SSX game after? No. No. But, e but each one had a theme song. Okay, yeah. But this is the theme song for the very first one. Okay, yeah. And I've never forgotten this. Because, of, of course, the age was like... Yeah. To put it into how impactful it was, I remember like getting the box and reading the box over and over and staring at the artwork and getting the booklet out and reading the booklet. Really, yeah. You know when you're just so obsessed with the game you want more of it. Yeah. <laughs> Even to the point when you read the manual. I've read the whole book and I was like, I'm obsessed with this game. <laughs> so that's that's I, a good pick. I had to put it in here because yeah. it was that important to my life. Love it. That is a good pick. I so wish I played it. <laughs> I was a bit late to the SSX scene. Which but... is exactly why I said it's like on par with Galaxy because yeah. we're kind of similar to that. Yeah. But even the one I played I loved. And that yeah. was actually because that they use a lot of, as you said they use a lot of uh, third party music. Yeah, so yeah do you now? Yeah. That game was what got me into like proper metal. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Because it had Run to the Hills as one of the theme songs. Which is a weird thing, right? Because the first SSX and the second SSX used loads of funk. Mm. It was all about funk and hip hop. Mm. Like I remember they actually. Um, oh, this is how nerdy I am about it, right? In the second one, they had like this whole bonus content of the disc, and you could learn all about how they made it. Yeah. And I've watched all that. But in the audio section, they even got the guy, Mixmaster Mike, which I believe is the one of the guys for Beastie Boys. And they got him to write music for the game. So there was so much hip hop and funk. And then all of a sudden, it all turned into like Mel. <laughs> so it's like, it like really weird. <laughs> yeah. So it's this big shift. I liked that though, but yeah, I do wish I'd heard that more. Yeah. <laughs> but um, brilliant, so love it. Before your number one, do you have any honourable mentions that could have made the list? Ah, uh, yes, I do actually. I wrote a few down. Um, so far, I was actually. Let's keep track. You were right so far with one crossover. Yeah. Because we've crossed over in one game. I'm yeah. already wrong about that. As much as I know you love Monster Hunter, I didn't think you liked the music that much because mm -hmm. you never talked about it. Uh, but yeah, let's see if you're still right by the end. Uh, but my honourable mentions, um, one of them I had to put on there was <laughs> a game that we played together a lot was Super Mario Strikers Charge Football. Oh, bro. I have that written down. That, that was so close to making the list. What song though? Which one? <laughs> yeah. I put just the pause music. Oh, the pause music was and on you the game. <laughs> it was just the best. You just pause the game to go so grab good. a snack or something. And the, on would come the best elevator music you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. It's just so good. Oh, mate, I had about five for that. The pause music was in there. Yeah. That was probably at top. Okay, yeah. Um, Music-wise, I loved Luigi's music. Okay, it was super, yeah. like, Calypso funk. Yeah. Again, funny that I like funk music and modern games. <laughs> Wonder where that came from. Um, I also love P.T. Piranha's like reggae music. Oh yeah, uh, I'd forgotten about that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also really liked when Super Cooper would score. 
they had like this dun 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 Dude, that was on my... Really? Oh, man. <laughs> this is where we're actually syncing up, finally. Because <laughs> as well as Rayman, Crash was the other first thing. Yeah. yeah. I love that tune. That is such a good song. Um, but I've kind of... I got to a stage where I kind of over-listened to that. Mm. Unlike some of them on the list where I could listen to over and over again, that one did start to get a bit annoying as it was on for too long. The game was too hard. And the game was hard. Uh, so, yeah, that's why it didn't make my list. Um... Another game I thought I'd mention, which is a really modern game actually, came out in 2017. Have you ever played the game Cuphead? Never even heard of it. Really? It's become quite a famous game. It's known for how difficult it is, sort of like Rayman. It is insanely hard. I actually played this a lot with our friend Ben. And it's a really cool art style game where it's like 1920s drawing, like the first Mickey Mouse style, but it's done with a modern take. And all of the music is like jazz swing from the 1920s. And it is so clever. It's really well done. If you go on Spotify, you can listen to the game's playlist. And it's all from the same composer. And he, you could tell he was writing the music for that specific style of game, 1920s. And it fits perfectly. It's really well written. But um, it's a game that I've played not a tremendous amount because it's newer. So I don't really have any feelings towards it. So it's why none of the songs made it to my list. But uh, actually, if you type in like best music from video games, that comes up in like the top fifty, despite it only coming out a few years ago, which is quite impressive. Uh, and the last one I put down was the uh, menu music for Mario Kart Wii, <laughs> 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 just because that takes me back. I I felt guilty that I I was pretty sure that neither of us would put Mario Kart Wii on our top five. Uh, yeah, but because of how big that has been in our life. Yeah, very but, big. <laughs> but I just, I could, yeah, it couldn't make the list. Yeah. I don't actually love any of the songs from the tracks. No. I, they kind of give me good feelings, mm. but I can't say that I love the songs. But the menu music instills in me that excitement. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm playing Mario Kart Wii again. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, in prep I listened to that and it, when I put the menu music on, all I just heard was people saying, right, get your carts ready, who are you going to play? Yeah, <laughs> uh, not Rainbow Road, not Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> and just say that every time. Oh, and just that, prepar- it's a proper preparation song. Yeah, isn't it, like, it is exactly that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, here we go. Many good memories. But the tune itself wasn't good enough to put on my list, mm, really. Yeah. So yeah, those are a few that I put down as honourable mentions. What made your number one? Oh, have you got any honourable mentions that you want to say? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, We might spoil now, but I have to now. (laughs) Oh, this so sucks. Well, Crash almost did, but I didn't like Crash. Ah, fair enough. Uh, It was just too hard. Mm. It was just way too hard. I am insanely guilty to say that I haven't got any Pokemon on my list. (gasps) I know. I know. I could have put money that Pokemon would be on my list. I thought that was going to be... So I was kind of dead set that was going to be your number one. Yeah, exactly. And I knew that you thought it was. (laughs) Because... Ah, just where do you start? But everything Pokemon does is good. (laughs) Everything it touches goes to gold, man. Until it gets past Gen 3, and then I'm not part of that new new thing. 
<laughs> as soon as I started making ice creams Pokemon, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> but um, I literally had it down instead yeah. of Monster Hunter. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, but I just love the feeling of playing with people. I'm so glad you picked Monster Hunter. <laughs> um, but it was because, and I wanted to tell you the story, you see, the reason was, mm. it was a solo story versus a story with others. Because, again, if my first game ever was on Rayman, I remember when my parents first got us both, well, got all of us kids Game Boy Advances. Mm. And um, I remember my sister's got Game Boy Advances and I was well jealous. And we went to a Blockbuster because Blockbuster still existed. Yeah. And they sold consoles. Wow. I don't remember them selling consoles. I was in a Blockbuster and I've still got it. I was brought it. (laughs) And they had this uh, gold, like Legend of Zelda limited edition Game Boy SP. So my my parents bought me that because I loved it. Um, But anyway, my parents decided to buy all of us a game. So they bought us all Pokemon, but they bought my sister's Ruby and I got Sapphire, which is the second generation for you because I know you know nothing about Pokemon. No, I've never <laughs> it. Um, but and so literally, I remember and I worked out the year and everything, and literally, so imagine, man, so much happened between like six and twelve and twelve. It was insane. So imagine me being like eight years old. Yes, there's a PlayStation in the house, but you've got this first handhold console. Yeah. You flip it open. You turn it on. And there's this game that you know is Pokemon, and it's about fighting all these monsters and training them, and like an epic journey. And this music goes on, and you go, da, 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 da. And it's just like so good. It's like, oh, I've got to play that. But instead, I decided to tell a story about playing games with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that was why Pokemon Sapphire was so close. I bet it was, yeah. <laughs> In which case, I think I know what your number one game is going to be then. That's what you think. My number one is a game that I don't think you have ever played. And I don't think you even know that I've ever played this game. Okay. Because I don't really tell anyone that I played this game. I don't know why, but it's a very single player game. And uh, it's a game called Dragon Age. Never even heard of it. Really? In spe- specifically Inquisition. Um, which is my most modern game on the list. It's from 2014, I believe. Uh, which was on PS3. Yeah, 2014. And I don't have like tremendous feelings towards this game. I did love it and I played it a lot. I just, it was one campaign. I played it all the way through and finished it, but that was me done, I, you know. But um, what really did it for me was the music because it's just one song really from it, but the song uses uh, the main melody from it throughout the whole game as like a theme. So it'll play the same... Uh, I forgot what they call it now. It's a thing in orchestral music where they have a... Like it's given a name, like one a specific key of notes. Right. And they run it through a thread, like they do it in films oh, yeah, and yeah, series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the catch. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a that. specific word. I can't remember what it is. But there's a specific catch in this song that they run throughout the whole game. And uh, it just really like resonated with me. And then every time you'd switch the game on, you'd get this glorious menu screen. One of the most beautiful ones I've ever seen. And in the background is this piece of music. And it just whoa, it like really has a big impact on me. Which is why it made it number one. Because it probably has the most impact on me. Because it just triggers my imagination so well. The game is all about... Uh, you're basically a knight, a soldier. Equipped to fight battles. And 
part of the game is fighting dragons. You only come across five in the whole game, and it's a very long game. But when you come across them, they are big, intense battles, and they're really hard. <laughs> but um, the main part of it is like fighting soldiers and going to war and army and stuff like that. And the menu screen is so cool because it's like a big, glorious screen, and you can just see soldiers marching towards a castle in the background. And it's just an endless loop, just endless soldiers marching. And in the background is this music playing, and it just gives me proper tingles, like going to war vibes back in medieval times. And uh, it's just like the inner lad in me that just always has always find, found that fascinating, you know. Um, I was playing with little soldier toys as a kid and little figurines, you know. It's just part of me. So when I played this game, it just made it into like 4D for me, all those imaginary things I played as a kid, it just brought it all to life. And this music was playing in the background and it just, oh, it really hit me. And uh, it's an orchestral piece of music. And what I love about it is how many instruments are in it. They've just thrown everything into it, but it still works. And so much so, I still don't know the, the, the last note and you'll hear it. I think I want to play this one all the way through just so you can properly indulge okay. in it. It's only a minute and a half, but the last note is a very unique sound, and I have no idea what instrument it is. So if there's anyone listening that knows what instrument it is, I'd love them to tell me, because it is so powerful. Like, it just hits your soul. <laughs> it's just one note, and you can tell it's a genuine instrument. It's not like um done you know, on a keyboard or something. Um, but yeah, it just hits on a new level, this piece of music. Well, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> no, I bet not. And I have I've never speaking. even heard of this game. Haven't you? Is so, it a game? I am going to listen to it purely through what you've told me. Okay, yeah. And I hope it's. I hope you enjoy it as well. And I, I do think it's a good piece of music because I. some of the songs that we've mentioned, we love the music so much because we love the game. Mm. I'm not going to say this was in like my top 20 games I've ever played. It might make my top 50, but... I think that shows how much I think this is a good piece of music mm. because it's made my top one even though I don't love the game that much. Mm. Um, but I just had to put this on there. And this is one I listen to in my in my life. Uh, if I'm just putting on Spotify, this is on my Spotify. I'll listen to it from time to time. I love the, in the you car. Know, <laughs> you've, this is twice in, the thing, in this podcast you've talked about listening to game music in your relaxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that shows it has to be a good song for me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't just do that with like anything. <laughs> so this is Dragon Age. Dragon Age Inquisition main theme. Main theme. Okay. Let's listen to it.
French horn with distortion. I thought that. I searched French horn. Actually, French horn is quite a high-pitched tone. So I don't think it is that. But it might be something with distortion. You, know, you can put like the little... Yeah, I know what you mean. Drums or something in there. But if you listen to a French horn, it's really actually high-pitched. Really? Yeah. Maybe one of the lower, bigger ones. It could ones. be like a tuba or yeah, something. Yeah, that's it. Like a tuba. A tuba. Yeah. tuba with distortion. It could have distortion, yeah. You know where they do like the little like... Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But man, when that song plays, it just hits me. Yeah, you feel ready. Yeah, ready for battle. Here we go. Here we go. But, I feel like it's an amazing feeling of a, an intro theme song as well. Someone turns on the game and you're making them think, here we go. Yeah. And you got that with this. <laughs> I mean, for that to hit you on the menu screen, you're like, whoa, what am I getting myself into? But, oh, man, I, if there's anything you need to know about me, it's I love powerful music. Whatever genre it is, if it's classical, if it's metal, rock, if it's whatever, I love it when it's powerful and it hits you hard. And that song hits you hard. So that is my number one. Dragon Age game. position. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like my number one perfectly... Perfectly comes after that. Brilliant. I'm glad. Now, my number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, Me you... channel music. <laughs> that was a tune. Oh, that, that is a tune. <laughs> my number one, you're already thinking it, it's from Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't Pokemon, I think it's going to be Final <laughs> yeah, Fantasy. I knew you thought that. Um, okay, I know I said that, yeah, this is still not harder than. Rayman but uh, the year is like what year was it okay so apparently this came out in 2001 I didn't own it in 2001 mm. um, it's every game on this list for you isn't it <laughs> yeah because I'm just trying to think I don't remember playing this at like 8 or 9 I must have played this when I was just a little bit older probably only like about 10 though 
and it was Abby that really like got me into Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's weird, it's so weird. Like I remember actually one of my first conversations I ever met you. We was chatting on MSN, mm. and you was like, "Oh, do you like games? Yeah, what games do you like?" And I said, "Oh, I love Final Fantasy," and you was not interested in Final Fantasy. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "This but ain't I, gonna work out." <laughs> but Abby got me into it, mm. and because we play games, yeah. so my dad interested in games. Tabby was not super as interested in games as me and Abby were. Mm. So me and Abby would play Escape from Monkey Island or all yeah. the other ones, you know. And um, so we, I remember I was playing like Final Fantasy and we played like 8 and then one of the other ones. And this is Final Fantasy X, which I've never actually finished this game. Because <laughs> really? if you know one thing about Final Fantasy games, they're insanely long. Yeah. Like another level of long. <laughs> but they take you on an emotional journey man. Yeah. and if you know I feel like Final Fantasy is like Marmite if, if someone likes it they love it mm. and if they don't they don't yeah. you know and the thing about it is it's just like oh, they just grab your emotions so much from the mm-hmm. story man yeah. so even though I've never finished this I kind of know how the story finishes because um, Final Fantasy X oh, well without going into the whole story of it essentially the, the, you're, you've got this team of ragtag people that are all teamed up throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. and the woman's going to go on this sacrificial journey and they're in love and then they can't be you know that's essentially it okay. and the whole thing finishes very bittersweet yes yeah. the planet and humanity is saved from this epic evil and monster mm. but like the two lovers didn't get to be together and it, so it's like this really sad feeling and Final Fantasy does this amazing thing, like you said about Mario Galaxy. Um, Nobuo Matsu, who's the composer that Square Enix use for basically everything, <laughs> Final Fantasy. He just does that. I mean, I've shown you like One Winged Angel loads of times mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. He just does this epic thing of like giving you someone and writing a theme about it, and then you just feel that that character. So anyway, the song I'm gonna play for you is called Zanakand. Okay. Which was a place that the main character wanted to take her to Zanakin. Anyway, yeah. It's the last, kind of the last thing in the whole thing. Can you imagine you've played this game for like, I don't know, three, four, five hundred yeah. hours. Yeah. And you're emotionally battered. <laughs> you're physically battered. Yeah. You play this game, you're absolutely exhausted. And it just like closes the chapter with like tears. Disney could take a lesson. You know, <laughs> to make you cry. But the other reason I wanted to put this in here is because, like, you know that I struggle a lot with games um, throughout my teens and, like, I try to make changes and not play so many, like, magical games and things mm-hmm. like that. So, like, I closed a chapter on that life yeah. of playing Final Fantasy and those sorts of games. So I love the way this song, I still love the music because yeah. the music is amazing. Mm. And But I have to be careful how much I listen to it because it can just bring feelings back <laughs> to one play those games. Yeah. But, um... But I love the way this song, I will never find this song not emotional. Yeah. Because this song just is is perfect for saying, I'm closing a chapter. Mm -hmm. And it does it by closing the chapter on the game, on their stories in the game, but it also closes my chapter. Yeah. And so that's why I had to put this at number one, because it meant something to me. Yeah. Because it was a massive thing for me. If you love Marmite, it's impossible to cut it out. (laughs) without going into too much yeah. 
So anyway, even though I know you don't like Final Fantasy, I have to put Zanakin on there. <laughs> can't, can't wait to hear it. So this is my number one. Imagine everything I've said. It is sad. It is calm. It is like the last thing you hear at the end of Dragon Age after everyone's died. Yeah. Okay. That is what Zanakin is. Yeah. And this is Zanakin. Despite never playing it, yeah. This so. is called piano playing, though, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like this. Oh, there's like this final scene where um, he runs to give her a hug, but he's turned into like the spirit, so he goes through her, no. and like they can't even hug one last no. time. Oh mate, that gets you right <laughs> in the feels. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's so many comments in the video of like. Or she said this comment in the, in the thing of like, um, like whenever I whistle, I know you'll always come. And he's gone, but they, there's like a scene of her whistling and no one's coming. Mm. And there's so many people in the comments putting like, that's the bit that made them cry. <laughs> he's not coming anymore. <laughs> but and, and that's like the main character you play the whole game. So they uh, kill okay. off your main character. Oh, so. well, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Final Fantasy. <laughs> Would it surprise you to know I did own a Final Fantasy game? That would freak me out. <laughs> I bought 14. Really? On PS4. I never got into the latest ones. Nah. The only one I ever properly finished was Crisis Core on PS4. Ah, okay. It, apparently it was the Final Fantasy made for new Final Fantasy players. Oh, really? Which is why I bought it. And it was fine, but it was so hard. Yeah, they battered me. They're hard. They're long. To, to the point where I couldn't play it. Yeah. It was that hard. Yeah. <laughs> and... It's a lot of grinding as well, like, you need to level up everyone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so this is pretty much it, and it just fades out. But I felt like it was the right thing to close the podcast to. That is a nice closing piece, actually. It's quite uh, emotional. Yeah. It's one of those songs that I wouldn't want to learn on piano, because I just want to... (laughs) You'd break down every time you played it. Yeah. I just want to feel... Wow. That was uh, awesome. I did enjoy that, actually. It's my number one. I can appreciate that number one. Yeah. I'm just glad for your sake that there was a Final Fantasy game on the list. Yeah. But it was funny when you said yesterday, I think there's two franchises I think you're going to have, and I was like, he knows about Pokemon and Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still feel guilty for not having Pokemon in this list. <laughs> but if it was between that and Monster Hunter, you know which one I'm more glad about. Yeah, but... 
And the fact that we both picked different songs from that franchise is yeah. fantastic. Isn't it amazing though? All these games have given us feels in different ways. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing, isn't it? Uh, we've just taken back to our childhood, haven't we, a little bit there? Mm. Reliving memories that otherwise would have been lost mm. just from a piece of music. Yeah. Maybe a snapshot of this video game screen would have helped if you've seen that, but you can't compare it to the no. music, can you? Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, as soon as you start playing some of these, it's like, like, I love, this isn't a video podcast, but if people are seeing Luke's reaction when uh, Proof of a Hunter went on. <laughs> <laughs> they know what music does. I wish we could make a caption of that. <laughs> Pure glee. He was ready to go. <laughs> I was getting my Monster Hunter suit on. <laughs> Lucas, look, cosplay here. <laughs> well, Luke, thanks for doing the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been so much fun, and I think we could safely do. You know, it'd be a great episode to do a top five of video games which only have OS like uh, no, their OSDs are songs. Ah, normal songs, like third party music. Like what music? Have you learned from OS, from really? video games? I've already got my top ten. <laughs> Crackling, Crackling Rosie by Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Skate Three. Oh, Skate Three. What a game? And then Tony Hawk's uh, Johnny Cash Ring of Fire. Oh, there <laughs> <Brilliant>. we go. <laughs> <coughs> They'd pick the most random songs, but they'd always work. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. Yeah. Well, dude, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed that. It's been a trip down memory lane. I've enjoyed every second of it. <laughs>